First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host. This is my podcast. You guys, tonight's episode, today's episode, the episode you're about to listen to uh, was spur of the moment. Literally got an email from a woman and she was like, I would love to be on your show. And I read about her and I was like, fuck yeah, you got to be on my show. Come over right now. We got to record. And uh, here we are. And so, um, and now I'm recording the intro for the podcast we literally just recorded. I don't really have much to say. I want to let you know my guest's name. Uh, let's start there. My guest today is Lauren Trillin. She is a holistic business coach helping entrepreneurs merge their life purpose. Uh, she deals with the art of manifestation, fundamentals of business. So she is a, a holistic business coach. All right. Uh, if you want to know more about her, find her on Instagram at Lauren Trillin. That's L O R E N T R L I N. All right. That way you get the, the spelling, the nuances of the spelling of her name. If you want to find her, uh, go to her CS2 websites, laurentrillin.com and, uh, and the modern alchemist store.com. Wouldn't it be odd if I was like, www? I almost did that. Anyway, uh, on the Modern Alchemist store, she sells tools for transformation, lots of beautiful crystals. And on her Lauren Trillin website, uh, basically, you can book a session with her and, and uh, dive into like all the business and life tools you want to uh, learn about and get into. It's for entrepreneurs and professionals. Um, yakety schmackety. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I think you should. Let's be friends there at Alexi Wasser. If you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Uh, if you would like to advertise on this podcast, send an email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Maybe one day I will actually get a professional email address. Uh, but so far, so good. This is what it is. Dearlovealexi at gmail.com. If you want to email me in general, send any and all emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. I do want to do another episode where all I do is read your emails on that episode. So send them in. Side note, I want to say, I have to say, this is an independent podcast. I am not on a network. Uh, this is a one-woman show, baby. So if you want to support the Love Alexi podcast, I would absolutely love that. So you can donate to the show via Venmo at Alexi Wasser, or you can subscribe to my Patreon page by going to patreon.com forward slash Alexi. That being said, I'm going to keep this uh, intro shorter than usual because I reveal so much and this episode is so raw, especially on my end where I'm like revealing a lot. 
that there's nothing really to say in the intro. I want you to uh, enjoy this episode uh, and please enjoy my conversation with holistic business coach, Lauren Trillin. And uh, yeah. Hello. I know we'll talk about it. We'll like do our whole girl thing on here. That's your mic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this will set a little into it. God, that's beautiful. Let's try not to, I don't want that to fall on that, but it won't. I'm keeping all my neurotic stuff. Um, so <laughs> make sure I'm like terrified that things will fall on that. But uh, okay. So you're on my podcast. Your name is Lauren. Yes. Um, I want to let you know. This thing makes so much noise when you touch it, so just be aware of that. So, so it doesn't, don't touch this. I mean, hold it, but if you go like that, it like picks up all the sound. Let's try to, I don't know, be steady about it. <laughs> um, let's get grounded in our truth. Settle into it. You look stunning, by the way. Thank you. My new internet friend. <laughs> Thank you. We'll keep this by your mouth. Um, and your, your, uh, your swoosh of... Of uh, eyeliner. Bit of eyeliner. Incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> um, so just to tell all the people listening, okay, so we just met on the on, over email. A few hours ago. A few hours ago. <laughs> I know. So how did you, and then I, I was like in this really weird mood mm-hmm. where I've been watching like, and I will ask you everything about you. Yes. But you caught me in a weird night Yeah. where I was like stuck in my head, just basically like, you know, overthinking, yep. anxiety ridden. Watching Lacey Phillips supported videos. Really? Yeah, like just like watching Lacey Phillips supported videos, being like, you know, I hung out with two girlfriends today. They're trying to help pull me out of my head. And yeah. They're talking about their boyfriend issues and my anxiety and whatever. And we're just, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, just something happened where I, I, I was in a better mood all of a sudden, checking my email, and I got your email, and I just wrote back, I, I I, this this is the best time you could have emailed me because such a, because I was I thought I want to record a podcast right now and I, I want you to be on my podcast because you sound so incredible so tell people thank you yeah tell people about what the email you sent me and and uh, and how you describe what you do if you're at a party and somebody like says like oh you know in that LA question what what do you do yeah you great know? question yeah um, well funnily enough I was working through a whole heap of stuff today in flow and then all of a sudden I was sitting there thinking I need to reach out to a few people and shoot out some emails and your podcast had been on my spreadsheet for a while to reach out and say hi. Really? Yeah. I love that. And I think I'd come across your work through Lacey Phillips. So it's weird that I mentioned that in the email and then here we are a few hours later. I love it. Synchronicity. It's synchronicity. It was like perfect because it like pulled me out of my head Yeah, and it's exactly everything you're about is what I want to be talking about and you sound so fascinating to me. So awesome. so what is it that you do? Spell it out as if we're all developmentally challenged, uh, yes. who are, you know, me included and all my listeners. And you know, what would you say to somebody at a party if they went, well, what do you do? I'd say my current incarnation is a holistic business coach. So I work with entrepreneurs, um, professionals as well, that are looking to either make the transition from full-time work to a business or are already running a business and want to take that to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side note of a side note. I'm going to hide my phone because I feel like it's rude having it here. And I like that we both uh, thought we might get murdered by one another. Yes. Oh, God. I put on my Insta stories. I'm like, maybe it was crazy just to invite a total stranger to my 
my home. And I did send a pin of your address to a friend of mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like brilliant. I texted my boyfriend. I was like, okay, and uh, so I'm, I'll check in with you after just to make sure I'm safe yeah. and sound because he's way more trusting than I am. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. But he did say like, what's her name? So I gave him your name and yeah. I was like, I'll check in after. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. So how did you, because, you know, you used to be a litigation lawyer. Yes. You're very young. Yes. You're not even really 30. You're like 30, barely. Yes. <laughs> um, you've had like six businesses, you said? Yeah, I've started six. Six businesses. I, know, I was counting it today and I'm like, what? Oh my God. So, I, I, so I'm going to, because this is so spur of the moment, I kind of yeah. like it because it's uh, there's no time to really think, but I want to get to your whole, you said there's like a, a family tragedy that happened. Yeah. I want to hear about that. You are not American. Uh, no. <laughs> the accent has given you away. Um, you had three business attempts, two of which failed. Yes. Went, but you've, got, you've had all this experience. Yes. So, but, and I was looking at your website, one of your websites, what's it called? It sells crystals. The Modern Alchemist. The Modern Alchemist. So, so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's been wanting to come through for a number of years. Yeah. Um, The Modern Alchemist is all about bringing tools for transformation to people. So anything that facilitates our journey, as I call it back to ourself, Um, crystals, um, I've got crystal water bottle. I know, I love it. There's an amethyst in there too, right? Yeah, yeah, there's amethyst crystal in there. Are you an Aquarius? No, I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. Mm. So that's not your birthstone. That's mine. Yeah. I'm, I'm an Aquarius. I think I do say that in every single episode, I realize. <laughs> my, one, of my, one of my friends is like, you say that in every episode. <laughs> in the very last episode, Augie said that and he laughed. Yeah. Anyway, um, but okay, so you're a Gemini. I'm yes. an Aquarius, whatever that means. Yeah. Something. Um, Love crystals coming out with a journal range shortly. So that's just sort of taken on a life of its own. A journal range? Yeah. What do you mean? The Modern Alchemist Daily Planner. Oh. And there'll be pictures pictures of crystals in it? No quotes, tracking your tasks, affirmations, a little bit of everything just to keep you once again grounded and focused and... Setting a clear intention as to what you want to create every day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited by that. Well, I do want to know why at the beginning of your email, you're like, know that you are, you said something very sweet. I'll have to look up the email again. You're just like, know that you're a nice, sweet thing. And I was like, this is exactly what I need to hear right now. (laughs) But what did you write? You wrote, I'm looking at the thing. Oh, trust you're amazing. And uh, said you're following my work. And I was like, trust I'm amazing. Well, that was a really nice word to say. Mm, I think it's a nice reminder. Trust you're amazing. Um, well, a million questions, but how did you end up doing what you do? Yeah. And did, did you do the Lacey work? Do you do Jenna Zoe stuff? I've, um, I've been delving into Jenna Zoe stuff, less approachable than Lacey's. You heard that on my podcast, right? It's a, it's confu- it's a, it's a little, it's yeah. too much for me a little too bit. Much. Yeah. But I'm like, this is cool, but I'm like, I was going to put this, uh, put a pin in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I know is that I'm a manifesting generator. Oh. Beyond that, yeah. don't ask me anything. Don't ask me anything. <laughs> she even did a reading for my boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, and he never listened to that episode, I don't think, because he's yeah. not into this stuff, yeah. which I have to just let him be. Yeah. Not worry about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of men are not. <laughs> it's fine. They'll so, hopefully come to it at some point. They will. And then sometimes they already are it. Yeah. And they, and we just, it's like this weird need for me to like control another person to be like, you got to be into this. Yeah. This is the way to do it. <laughs> like anyway, anyway, but, um, okay. So. But loving Lacey's work, currently yeah. doing the opulence. You are? Yes. I am too. I'm doing it again. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Why are you doing it again? What happened? Um, I just think it's really great to come back to revisit that. I'm having a bit of a, so I'm a massive experimenter. It's probably how I've ended up on this journey. Yeah. And for me, the last two months have been all around wealth. 
how can I really play around and experiment with all the tools that we have at our disposal around wealth and abundance? Yeah. So I'm playing around with some of Lacey's work. I've done some emotional freedom technique around it as well. Tell me about that. Just, it's really just fascinating how much we store in our bodies, self-limiting beliefs and memories that we've forgotten about old family junk that needs to be cleared away. And then I find that, you know, we tend to get to a certain level within our business or our life and we hit ceilings. We hit ceilings. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm very much, you know, what tools can we use to work through that next layer of that ceiling in order to get to the next stage? Because I don't know about you, but I get so frustrated if I feel like I'm stuck somewhere. Well, and I, I talked about this with Lacey, but I remember I used to make so much money when I was like, Early to mid, maybe like mid to mid mid twenties. Yeah, I was just like booking a ton of work as an actress, just making so much money, and I didn't. I was so bad with my money. Mm. And then at one point, it was after a devastating breakup. Maybe I don't know how many years ago the breakup was, but it was towards the end of that relationship and during the breakup that like everything kind of shifted for me, where I was like making less money than I never made in my life, mm. and. I just don't know why that happened and I don't know. The energetics changed and then I read something about how like maybe there's a limiting belief. I don't know if this was free and native or something, but I read this thing where it's like sometimes you can never surpass the amount of money your parents made or something Mm, Yeah, and it ends up going full circle where it's like you could thrive at, at a certain point in your life, but then you end up not being able to surpass where what they got to. I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's a thing. It is a real thing. Yeah. Tell me about that because I want to start making tons of money (laughs) and I want to start just like thriving. And I think part of it is us being okay with surpassing our parents. Yeah. That's a huge, huge part of it being like, I'm okay with, you know, at my age earning so much more money than my parents ever were at this age. And that's totally fine. Yeah. And so I think, you know, if we go back through time and have a look at even our ancestors, there's so much stuff there that we take with us that we need to clear. I mean, if I think of my family, really dirt poor Croatians. Really? Yes. Villages that, you know, barely had money for food. And so it's a lot in just one or two generations to say, well, I'm not playing out this pattern again. That's probably been pay, played out for thousands of years. And you think it's just embedded in you and it's not even like, it's just unconscious? Yeah, it, absolutely. You don't even have to do the research on your family and have somebody tell it to you. It's just in your DNA kind yeah, of? Yeah, well, you see the evidence in your day-to-day life. You do? Yeah, with you know how you spend your money, how you save your money, how much money like, naturally comes your way. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and you think it's just it's connected to your past? Definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, just really quick, quick aside, why would you think that would happen to me where I'm making so much money at one point and then, and then it just shifts? Has the way in which you make money changed? Uh, at, the, at the time, no. And not really now because I still go out on auditions and commercial castings. If anything, I've like expanded. I've, I've, uh, there are more portals in mm. a way. And portals is terminology for Lacey Phillips, even though we're not going to talk about her the entire time. It's not <laughs> you. But uh, that's that's terminology for like opening up as many avenues and channels for money to come through. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I mean when I say portals. But um, if anything, I have like big sister sessions and I have this podcast and I have auditions and I write shows and I sell stuff. Like, so, but yeah, I just think it's such an odd thing. I don't know why that happened. And... But maybe it's preparing you for the next phase. So you might be in the infancy of what's to come. Okay. I hope so. Gathering momentum. Really? Absolutely. I was talking to someone about this today. 
when you're trying to gather momentum in those early stages, it's like pushing a boulder up a hill. Even for years it can last though? Yeah, absolutely. Really? I find that in a lot of the research that I've done with especially entrepreneurs and business owners that have hit success, it's always been a five to six year journey to the point where people start to externally acknowledge that this person's made it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I keep telling myself that, oh, you're only in the beginning stages of the marathon. Keep going. Oh, wow. And you've been written about in Forbes and um, yeah. like so many, like, so what do you do? Tell me on a day to day, what is, what is, what does your life look like? If somebody wants to find you, where do they go to find you, by well, the way? Well, luckily I like to think I'm pretty unpredictable. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you're exciting. And yeah. the great thing is I have a lot of flexibility for what I do. So I work with clients all around the world um, in like six different time zones. Oh, you do? Over yes. Skype? All online. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. So I can work from my, as Australians would say, tracky decks. Your tracky decks? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like your tracksuit. Just like my your. Pants. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> I did an Australian for five years. So you're well versed in Australian? I am. I am. Now I date a British guy. Yeah. And he doesn't like me talking about Australians. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, that's some of my work. I help um, business owners grow and scale their businesses. And I also run, so part of the business that I run is helping people uncover their life purpose. Oh my God. Yes, because I'm a massive believer that that is this foundational piece of knowledge that each of us has to have. Okay. I'm going to pretend I'm your client right yeah. now on the couch. How does this. How does this unfold? Like I come to see you or I'm yes. o- or online, we're on yeah. Skype. Um, what happens? So I take you on a journey. And the great thing about your purpose is that it's not a process of invention. We're just going back in time and we're exploring the patterns of your life from the, the moment that you were a little kid. Okay. And it's all there. It's all hidden there. You've just forgotten about it. Okay. So through a series of question, questions and coaching um, and some visualizations... We fit, firstly, we figure out, you know, what's your vision for your life? Where do you want to be heading? What are you a genius at, which most people just don't acknowledge? And I think society has taught us that we can't be living in our genius and doing what we're brilliant at and also making money. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I buy into that. Great. Maybe I do. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that do, like they think they're not creative, that they're not brilliant at, at you know, who they naturally are. And I think that's one of the biggest lies that we've been fed that we can't be our most authentic selves and still go out there and thrive and do really, really well in the world. See, that is all I want. And right now I feel so depleted and lost and apathetic and I don't want to feel that way. I want want to remind, like like, reading what you did, what you do, I was like, this couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, so this is fascinating to me. Sounds like we're sitting here for a reason. For a reason. Yeah. So, so I'm I, I'm your I'm I'm your client. I yep. come to you, and um, keep this as close to your mouth as possible. This is a goal. This is gold. I, I want to make sure this mic doesn't miss a beat. Okay, <laughs> it's so important. Got it. You don't understand. <laughs> um, I might chip a tooth. Oh no! Don't do that! Don't do that! I can't afford to fix it. <laughs> I need insurance. <laughs> Um, well, don't chip a tooth. But um, okay, so I come into your life yep. and you sit me down or whatever. I'm, you know, you're in a track. And we dad. start exploring. Tell, okay. Peeling back all the layers of who you think you have to be and then getting to the core of it. Why are you a genius? What are your core driving values? Like what is so fundamentally important to you? Because most of us don't live aligned with our core values. Okay. So what are my core values? It really depends. That you have, there's, you have a pattern of behavior um, you, those core values haven't changed a lot since you were little. And a great sort of sign or place to start exploring them is asking yourself, you know, what is it that I get so, so angry about? 
What do I get so angry about yes. in the world that I see or in my own life? Both. Should I answer these questions? Well, it depends. I'm going to be your guinea pig. Do you want to uncover your values? Yes. <laughs> uh, what do I get so angry about uh, in my own life? Self, I self-sabotage myself. I, uh, I don't... I put too much importance and c- get consumed by men, mm-hmm. the men, the, the person I'm dating. Uh, I just spiral. I get insecure. I just, I'm, I'm a self-sabotager. And it's always to do with men and getting love and attention. And yeah, I just don't put, I don't, I need to come home to me. Mm. And I if want, we would have flipped that, what is it that you truly, truly care about? What do I care about? Oh my God. Mm. I, love, I love laughing. I love Bravo reality television. Mm. Uh, no, I love, uh, I just love talking about feelings and life and, and uh, listening to podcasts and watching, being inspired by people, mm. always laughing. I love like things that make me feel less alone, Yeah, that make me laugh, that inspire me, whether it's like a great movie or a podcast or somebody I resonate with. So yeah, and I love writing. I love writing and I love making stuff. I love being consumed in in, in the doing of a thing. Even this conversation here, mm. I, it gets me out of my head yeah. and I'm I'm hooked in and I love making people laugh. And it's not in a sick way like, oh, I get validation. It's like, I just love being like sharp and upbeat and happy. When I'm happy, I'm thriving. Yeah, It's a ripple effect. I can talk to the my Lyft driver or the person at Bank of America and we're, it's great. But when I'm like, Consumed, and I'm checking Instagram activity, or I'm like, why haven't they texted? Well, it's like I'm just like want to die because I'm not being utilized. I'm not accessing my full potential, mm. and I'm just like depressed and stagnant, and making up false stories in my head, and getting mad at people, and trying to control, and and I'm getting sucked into that a lot, and I want out of that anyway. I hear you. That's a lot. Yeah. But this is, you know, what most people go through on a day-to-day basis. They do? Yeah. And this is why I, I do the work that I do because that voice in your head, that's not your true self. That's just the voice of fear or ego trying to distract you from what you really should be focusing on, which is why am I here? What's my higher mission and purpose? What's my unique magic that I bring to the world? Because just what you've revealed there tells me a lot about what's important to you and what you're brilliant at. And then, you know, where is it that I want to be heading? And if you stay aligned with that, and this is my whole, this is my whole philosophy. I'm a massive believer in how do I make life as simple as possible? Oh, wow. Yeah, because at its essence, it's really breathtakingly beautiful. And we get so caught up in all the crap, quite frankly. We get so caught up in our own heads that it just passes us by. Yeah. And that's all I want to remind people of, that at our true essence, like this is, this is just an experience that these thoughts that I'm having, they're not really mine. And um, I was listening to uh, something that Jay Shetty said the other day and he was saying that, you know, say, for example, you're wearing clothes and your clothes get dirty. Do you, um, do you believe that you are your clothes and that you're dirty as a result? No. No, and it's the same with our thoughts. So it's simply because our thoughts might be dirty doesn't mean that we are our thoughts. And I really love that that distinction between the two because we can get so caught up in the monkey brain, as I call it. Yeah, the monkey brain. Constantly chattering away, thinks it knows best, needs a banana. Needs a banana. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's uh, I've been going through all this inner turmoil 
about stuff and I reached out to an ex-boyfriend that I did like 11 years ago. We had a mm-hmm. very intense, intense relationship. And I said, listen, I'm going through this stuff within the relationship I'm in right now. This is what's happening in my mind. This is what's making me panic and anxious and suffer. Mm. Is this specific to this relationship or did I do this with you also? Yeah. And he went, I'm not mad at you and I'm not projecting any of this on, like, I've forgiven you. We're good. I just want you to be happy. But everything you're talking about with him is exactly what you did with me. Mm. And this is the first time you're, you're, Alexi, this is the first time you're saying, it's me and I want to change. Yep. And he goes, and that's huge. And whether it's too, whether you're going to change in the relationship you're in now, that would be great if you could to graduate from Alexi to Alexi 2.0. Yeah. Uh, just don't do the same things in the next one. But you could do it with this guy. But if you can't, you know, you're learning, you just, whatever. And then I asked my therapist and he went, Everything you're talking about in the relationship you're in, all the inner turmoil, all the mm. inner monkey brain, and everything your ex-boyfriend said. I've heard you say that about every guy you've ever dated while you've been in session with me. So I'm like, oh, wow. Because in writing, if you have a script and you give it to a bunch of people, yeah, and everybody kind of says a different thing, you don't really have to pay attention to those notes because it's... But if they all have the same note mm. that they're giving you from all the different people, you go, oh, maybe I should take that note because maybe they all they have a point, yep. you know? So... I realize, and I will throw it right back to you, I'm just revealing all this mm-hmm. stuff on my couch with you, but uh, <laughs> what I learned this week about myself in the last 10 days is my brain is always going and I always want to be in a state of, I have a real hard time just being. Yes. And I either want to be like making out or having sex or having dinner or just like having a fight. I start fights because I love makes me feel something. Mm. I didn't know this about myself really. I'm addicted to the adrenaline, the endorphins, and it's the same it's like makes me feel like I'm getting close to someone, like a volcano erupting and then I'm like, "Oh, I'm calm and we just connected and now we're like closer." But it's abusive. Mm. And why should somebody want to be in a relationship with a person who needs to do that? So now I'm just, I've been trying to just be okay and like quiet, you know? Like if my boyfriend has a stomach ache and we're just watching television, it's quiet we're not we're not fucking and we're not kissing we're not eating we're not fighting like just to be yeah and not have the brain be like does he hate me oh my god he hates me are we boring oh my god all the fire all the... like because oh man it's brutal on my brain it's exhausting so that's what i'm going through so mm. i want to share that with you but the, the week and to the listeners yeah. but uh but yes and i love what you mentioned there i think the key being awareness awareness once you have that awareness around the pattern that you're constantly playing out, I think it's almost impossible to go back and keep playing it out in the same way. Really? Because I seem to keep doing it over and over. But yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm more aware of it now than ever before. Yeah. Yeah, And so I think you will, given that you now have the awareness, start to make those subtle adjustments. And this is what I love about coaching or any sort of transformational work is that we can be very deliberate about changing that pattern if it no longer works for us. But that requires awareness, time on your own to reflect And then to decide, you know, if I'm going to change the rules or this pattern of behavior, what's the new pattern? Oh, yeah. What is the new pattern? Yeah, that's a question to ask yourself. Like, if you take something away, you need to replace it with something. Oh, my God. What do I replace it with? Because I'm just thinking, oh. Whatever you want. Really? Oh, like like work and coming back home to myself and using that extra energy towards something beneficial towards my my five to ten year plan? Yeah. Okay. Think of how much energy you're going to pull back and save. I hope so. Absolute creative energy, genius energy. Yeah. 
tell me about this genius energy and creative energy. Again, I'm in a session with you. I've mm. told, I revealed all these things. And just so it's palatable and so people listening know, get it. So they're like, oh, I, I want that. Like, I see how she can get in there. Yeah. So I'm a big believer that we either, if we're spiritual, we attribute, uh, we believe that we've come to this lifetime with a life purpose. And our only task at any point in time is to live out that purpose. And most people think that it's going to be somehow uh, a purpose attached to their career or to a specific role that they have in life where in actual fact, your purpose is actually quite vague. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's super simple. Like for my, mine is to help raise human consciousness. Now that's a really broad purpose and I can play that out every single day in whatever shape or form I choose to do. So in one way I do that through my business and and the community and the clients that I serve. I also do that with my interactions with every single person I come in contact with. I I want to do that by working on myself. So it's not attached to any one career. Um, there is no specific set path that I need to go down. And the cool thing is that at every different point in my lifetime, that purpose can take on a different shape or form. And so I'm a very big believer, and I personally think that we come here with a soul purpose. But even if we don't have a spiritual belief around purpose, I think it's fundamental for a human being to have a sense of purpose. And so whatever it is that we want to, whatever purpose it is that we want to give ourselves, it doesn't matter, provided that it fuels our inner fire provided that it keeps us feeling a deep sense of peace and contentment so that we're not constantly run by the ego and the monkey brain. Oh, God. And it just gives us humans that like to be busy and have something to work towards and grow towards a reason for being. And so that's why I believe that purpose is a really, really important piece of the puzzle. And it really doesn't matter what that purpose is. So what are more questions that you might ask me? Or, or I don't know if you want, don't want to reveal this stuff because you want to keep it for sessions. So you don't you reveal whatever you want. I don't, I don't want they're to. Really, they're really simple questions. I think the gold comes in what we uncover. So most people, I'll get people to complete workbooks, for example, and they'll have really simple responses or they'll say, I can't remember. And then I start asking questions. I start digging. I've done this for hundreds and hundreds of hours, probably yeah. close to a thousand hours of purpose coaching. So I start to get intuitive feels for people's energy, what they might be brilliant at. I hear the hints in their responses. And it's once we start to kind of unearth all of that, that it gets really, really interesting. How did you get into this? How did you even know this was your gift? And then, and, and how are you so good at this? Well, I had a quarter life crisis. You did? <laughs> I did. I did. I quit my job as a lawyer. I knew that I was always supposed to run my own businesses. You're a litigation lawyer. Yes. Litigation what, lawyer. What kind of law is that again? Um, <laughs> in that? simple terms, it's when people sue each other. Oh God! So I need to see a litigation lawyer for I don't know. If, uh, I miss this on Instagram. I got a blood draw at my gynecologist's office, yeah. and they hit a nerve, and now all my oh. fingers are tingly. So everybody's like, "You got to call a litigation lawyer." Probs. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It sounds so exhausting, but I've been trying to. I've been doing that. Do you yeah. Think, do you think am I gonna make millions of dollars? I have no idea. Okay. Well, we're on to a new path. Okay. I, prob- I probably left too early to be able to <laughs> <laughs> advise you. I got to find out. But um, okay, so you were a litigation lawyer. Yes, for a couple of years. And then... In, um, in a, in a, back in Perth, Western Australia. In on Perth? the other side of the planet. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wait, how long have you been in, in the States? Uh, since January. Since January? I know, not long. This is so exciting. I know. It's yeah. been so, so fresh. Um, absolutely loving it here. Yeah. So yeah, I started off my legal or my career over on the west side of Australia yeah, and quit that and thought, this is so not for me. Um, 
I was, I don't know how to say this without sounding really full of myself, but I was great at what I did, but also not so great. So great at all the people stuff, interacting, being creative and strategic, but then hating the detail focus. And you know why? It was because it wasn't my zone of genius. So it got to the point where I was like, I really have to get honest with myself. I was seeing a therapist at the time and she was sort of the one that pushed me over the edge in the sense that she called me out on my own BS. And she was like, you always talk about running your own business you are obviously not happy doing what you're doing, so why are you doing it? And I thought, gosh, that's a really good question. Such a simple question. Yeah. But it caught me by surprise. I just thought that you had to go down a certain path and that's what smart kids did and you had to stop complaining because everyone else was miserable, even though on a soul level I, I hated it. Yeah. So I escaped. Started a business. It failed because it was obviously built off the back of trying to escape, which is never a good idea, FYI. What was the business? It was an online marketplace. And oh, for what? For people to trade jobs and errands. Oh. Great idea in theory, yeah. harder to execute in Perth. In Perth. So it was like kind of Postmates kind of vibe? Well, like... Like, oh, TaskRabbit. TaskRabbit? Yeah, So you, was, like, invented TaskRabbit I did, in Perth. Perth yeah. Except <laughs> I, was, I was probably, like, a decade ahead of my time. And they were like, but we've got Craigslist. Oh, God. I know. Yeah. And I was like, but Craigslist sucks. Yeah. I didn't even know Craigslist was in, uh, was in Perth. <laughs> well, it's the equivalent of it, but it's called Gumtree in Australia. Gu- Craigslist exclusive. <laughs> Craigslist is called Gumtree in Australia? Yeah, it's a very similar version how, of it. How long has that been going on for? Oh, too long. Too long. <laughs> I just can't believe I was with an Australian guy for five years. I went to Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne. And you Melbourne. know about Gumtree? No, and I went to Melbourne like probably 10 times. I went to Sydney a bunch. Wow. I mean, one of the guys in his band was from Perth. Like, that's so crazy. And where oh, he was from Dingley originally. Anyway. I don't know where that is. Oh, it's some little place I've never been to, but yeah. or maybe I have. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you did you did that. I escaped. Why is escape, my business. Why is escaping bad? Why, why are you saying, like, why was well, that escape? Well, it was more so that I just started this business, knew it kind of wouldn't work, but it was my escape plan. So I was like, see everybody. It was like, I'm going to come up with my own business that I'm running, but totally. it wasn't right for you. Totally. And it wasn't aligned with my values or my genius, okay. once again, or my purpose. Yeah. Matter. So then I had this mini meltdown. I had moved to Sydney by that point. I remember crying in the stairwell of my co-working space at the Christmas party. Yeah. Probably had a few too many cocktails, having an absolute meltdown. Do you drink? Um, You're Australian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's a political and incorrect. It was, but, it was one yeah. of those parties where they had the machines that just make the drinks for you and they got the, the formula wrong. It was probably like 80% vodka. Really? How the fun. People were breakdancing within like 45 minutes of the party Jesus. starting. Jesus. Yeah. So you're having a mini meltdown. I'm having a mini meltdown in the stairwell. My friend Monica's with me and I'm like, I'm a massive failure, a total failure. So then I took a... Yeah, it was not a great, great point in time. I took a what most people call a life sabbatical and I was like, I need to get my shit together. A life sabbatical? A life sabbatical. Is that, I thought that was it's, called suicide. Well, it's kind <laughs> of like where maybe you go to Bali <laughs> oh. and do a yoga teacher training. Did you do that? I didn't. I think I spent too much time being anxious in my own house. <laughs> I kind of want to become a yoga teacher. That sounds like a great thing. In hindsight, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. So, um, yeah, I took a life sabbatical and I was like, okay, Lauren, you've got to get your life sorted. You're, you know, you quit your job as a lawyer. You told the legal practice board you're never going back. So you kind of can't go back. And you've failed at your third business. 
and everyone's kind of worried for you. You have rent to pay in Sydney and what are you going to do now? So I met a life coach. Oh, you did? Yeah. In Sydney? In Sydney and he got me onto the path of figuring out what my purpose was. And how did he do that? Just once again, asking me a ton of questions. We did so like a number of exercises together. It was, it took a couple of weeks to really come together. And at the end of the process, I still wasn't quite there. I was like, I feel like I've got my finger really close to it, but it hasn't clicked into place yet. Still felt really lost and confused. And then I had this, um, what Oprah would call like an aha moment. Okay. Where life or the universe just kind of shakes you up and is like, you know what? This is it. Like you've got you've got the message right. You figured it out. Oh, I love Oprah. It's it was, and I'm so lucky. I'm so jealous. You had an aha moment. <laughs> okay, so go on. So you're so you, you okay? You got you figured it out. Figured it out. Yeah. And there was this weird synchronicity again, where life just kind of gave me the answer, and then that changed the course of my life. And what did it? What did the voice in your head say? Not the monkey brain. This it wasn't is, the monkey brain. Talking. This is my soul talking. Um, one of the questions that my life coach asked me um, during that process was, if you were to give a TED talk, what would your TED talk be on? Oh, what a great question! Great question, right? Oh my god, we got to go back to that because I want. I, yeah, I, I want to tell you. Hear your response. I want to know what my life purpose is. <laughs> what would you give a TED talk about? Yeah. What did you say? And I wrote down. Must have. I scrolled down this response, and it was raising human consciousness. And I didn't give it any thought. I was like, "Well, that's a really bizarre thing to say, but it sounds about right." So I kind of left that there for a couple of months, and then I caught up with one of my friends, Chris, um, in in Sydney. We had a coffee one morning and he was like, well, Lauren, you know, what's your lighthouse? I'm like, what do you mean, Chris? Like, what, what do you mean by lighthouse? And he's like, that lighthouse is your guiding light. It's that thing that you've always got there to guide you to shore. And I thought that's really fascinating. And so I thought about it for a moment and I was like, you know what, Chris? I think my lighthouse is to raise human consciousness. What's your lighthouse? Okay, yeah. I'm just taking all this in. And I was like, what a bizarre, firstly, question to ask. And I was once again really surprised by my response because I hadn't thought about that since I wrote it down when my coach had asked me. So had a bit too much um, black coffee. Love it. Got the jitters, got on the phone to once again my best friend, Monica. Oh, wow. And okay. I love how Monica's just this pinnacle, pinnacle pin, in the story. Pinnacle part of my, she my was, story. She is. And um, I'm, on the, I'm on the bus back to Bondo, okay. talking to her about it. I'm like, you wouldn't believe it. I think I figured out my life purpose. This is so crazy. Like, finally, I've been floating around, you know, aimlessly for the last couple of months. I want to know what the guy sitting next to you was thinking. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> this 25 year old girl on the, on the bus back from Bondi. <laughs> Jesus, gravity. Life. Okay, so you're talking to Monica. Talking to Monica. I hang up on her. I'm like, this is, I'm really excited. I've got to go like have a think about this. I'm walking home. So I've just gotten off the bus. It's really common to catch the bus in Sydney. Yeah. Just so you know, for the for the no shame in your bus game. Yeah, I take so. lift lines sometimes. <laughs> Listen, we got to get it right, and also we're doing what we need to do for uh, you know climate control. Totally, totally. So I got off the bus, walking down the road, and then all of a sudden there's this guy standing on on the side of the street looking at me, and I'm like, this is bizarre. Like, who is this random man that I've never seen before? And he looks at me and he asks me a question, and I'm like, okay, what now? And his question was, what would your TED talk be on? What? I know. You'd already gotten this question. In, on the same day. And for once, I actually knew the response. So I looked at him and I was like raising human consciousness. And I just burst out laughing. Was it your life coach in disguise? 
it was a man that I've never seen before in yeah. my life and would never see again. Yeah. Complete stranger, kind of looked like he was homeless. Yeah. Just standing on the side of the road asking me the most bizarre question. And oh. the lady next to me that was walking beside me was kind of like, what is going on between you two? Yeah. And I just burst out laughing and I kept walking because I knew that was my sign. Yeah. So I got home, sat on the floor and just cried. I was like, wow, this is so dramatic. Yeah. And, but the, probably the wake up call that I needed. And so I've since then like built my whole life around this statement of what I think my purpose is. And I started my business around that. And I, like, I had this simple question. If I live and build my business according to my life purpose, will it be successful? And that was the only, like, the only question that I asked myself. And since then, it's been like almost three years down the track and things are going incredibly well. What's been going on? Just like I feel so aligned. You feel so My business aligned. sort of took off before I even had it properly started. I love what I do for the first time in my life. I can see myself doing this for a very, very long time. And there's just this greater sense of flow magic and adventure with what I'm doing. So I know I'm on the right path. Flow, magic, and adventure. Yes. And how do your clients find you? Uh, word of mouth, via social media. I put out little hints in my copy. So despite the fact that I'm a business coach, I really love to work with people that also are spiritual. Are spiritual. Yeah. So, so I find that I attract really amazing clients. What do you mean you put it in your copy? You hide it in your copy? Well, you know, I drop hints. Oh, what do you About mean? About the universe, consciousness, magic... Really good filters. It cuts out all the people that aren't, in, aren't into the woo-woo. But where do you drop these hints? In my social media, website, anywhere. No, give give my listeners your website and your social media. Yes. So my website is Lauren Trillin, L-O-R-E-N-T-R-L-I-N.com. And my social handles are all the same. I've also changed my name, by the way. That's a whole separate story. Well, yeah. Your last name, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, that's a weird one. How do you pronounce it? Trillin. Trillin? Yes. Trillian or Trillin? Trillin. Trillin. Yeah. Okay, and why did you change your name? What was the family tragedy? So, well, the name change part was that I was born L-A-U-R-E-N, Lauren. Yeah. And then I got bored. You got bored? Yeah, so I've always wanted my name to be spelled L-O-R-E-N. Yeah. And once again... A lot of random stuff happens to me in Bondi. <laughs> I love it. I think I've been there. Yeah, yeah. it's a great place. And um, one, one day I was kind of like, you know what? I feel like it might be time to change my name to this spelling that I've always wanted my whole life. Told my friend Monica. Oh, wow. Say Monica. To- Say Monica. Shout out to Monica. <laughs> yeah, you tell her. Tell her. Like a couple of hours later, she calls me back. She's like, what's your birth date? My mom's a numerologist. And I'm like, get out. So her mom, her mom runs my numbers for me. Turns out that the new spelling of my name is so much better for me on a numerological basis. Really? Yes. It makes me like a double master number or something. A double master number? Yeah. I don't even understand that. I feel like my name is very suited to me though. Yeah. Alexi. I feel good about it. It's a great name. I don't... Thank you very much. I don't know what the numerology means with it, but anyway. I think you'll probably find that it's aligned, whereas I just knew that... The traditional spelling of Lauren never quite sat with me. I remember I was telling my therapist a long time ago that this woman I was working with, she had changed her name. Mm. And I remember like not making fun of her for it, but being like, how odd? Why did she do that? And then he said to me, he kind of set me straight and was like, it's it's uh, it's kind of like you're taking control of your life. Totally. It's a beautiful thing. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, what a good point. Like you want what you want and maybe you don't feel that's right for you and you take control of your fucking life. Yeah. yeah. And I was just entering the closing off one cycle in my life and entering a new one. And the timing of it was just perfect. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that I got to almost like 
give a nod back to my parents for giving me that name and I still respect the fact that they called me Lauren but I've taken ownership of it by changing the spelling to something that feels so authentically right for me. Aren't they both the same pronunciation though? Yeah. Okay, good. It's totally the same name, just different spelling. Okay, good. What's the family tragedy? So my dad passed away when I was 23. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that was... If we talk about life-changing sort of catalyst events that changed the course of our life, that was definitely it. Before that, I had this really idyllic childhood, um, thought that there was a certain path that I was going to go down, had a, like lived, had a very close family life, and then that kind of just changed the course of my whole life, my family's life, everything. And what happened? My dad passed away in a car accident. In a car accident. Yeah, and it was, I mean, not only did I lose my best friend, but also my family, because we ran a family construction business, had to go through the process of liquidating that. So at the age of 23, I was in my last semester of university uh, going through like the worst series of events you could ever imagine in your life and having to almost just pick up the pieces of who I was from that point forward. Um, were your parents still together? Yeah. And so how did your mom, what, what, did, what did your mom do? What did your dad do? So it was a family business. Oh, the construction. Yeah. So we, we were all involved in it. And how did your mom deal with all that? I think it's a really difficult journey when you lose your spouse. And my brother and I all of a sudden were grown up adults. Yeah. And you ask the question and we, ha- we ask this question multiple times during the course of our life. Who am I? What am I here to do? Like, what gives me meaning? What's my purpose in life? Because all of a sudden I feel like I have none. And that was, it was really difficult, I think, especially for her um, going through that journey. When you're younger, you tend to like spring back a lot easier. My brother and I were still working. So it's almost, uh, you have those distractions to take your mind off things. But she went through a really tough time. Yeah. And the question would be like, you know, um, you know, why us? Why did this happen? Why him? Like, totally. Why, if, if there is like purpose and meaning and things happen for a reason or whatever, you know, how could that be if yeah. when something's so fucked up and unfair? And, and it was happened? fucked up. It was yeah. so fucked up. Yeah. But, um, so what did your mom do? It's actually been a really interesting journey for all of us in the family because. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. The Sometimes the worst thing that happens to you also becomes, in a bizarre way, the best thing that happens to you. Because you, when you, uh, uh, the way that I put it is when you fall into a million pieces and shards, you then have an opportunity to reconstruct yourself in the way that you want to. You're like, well, you know, all of these pieces are here on the floor. How am I going to put myself back together again? And that can be either a really traumatizing experience or it can be a liberating one. So uh, I think my family and I took the path of, well, we're going to recreate ourselves and make the most of this. Um, And it took years, such a long time. Yeah. But um, I, I, I I can't regret that experience because it's turned me into who I am. And I think it's definitely gotten me onto this path. And that was part of the reason why when I got to the law firm, I was like, stuff this. Oh, yeah. Life is way too short to be this miserable that I need to go out and carve my own life. Yeah. And the great thing is when you survive what you perceive to be your worst tragedy and you come out a survivor, then you realize that there is pretty much nothing that I, nothing else that I can't survive in my life. And so nothing, nothing to fear. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, it really makes you quite fearless. Oh, it's so interesting. I was, uh, I was, I was 
listening to some, some whatever, um, maybe it was a lacy thing. I don't know, but it was like, I'm always living in fear of things. Yeah. Like my anxiety comes from so much fear. And there's like this exercise that I heard where it's like, imagine your worst fear is realized Mm. and just imagine that it happens. But what is the best situation that could come from your worst fear being realized? Yeah. You know? I, I lived that. And you live that and mm. it's and it's like it kind of makes you go, oh wow. It, like, even just having that exercise, if you're like afraid someone's going to die or leave you or abandon you or cheat on you or whatever. And then you go, wow, how would I handle that if that happened? You go, wow, I've already dealt with it mentally. Yeah. Like I'm I'm okay. Or this is what I would do and I'll turn it into gold. You yeah. know? That is a really nice tactic or, uh, you know, exercise. But yeah, so now you've realigned, you're, you're doing what makes you happy. Yeah. You're in flow. You're living this magical, beautiful life. You're taking a chance. You're, you know, you're living in California mm. and like, and I'm glad you, you, you weed people out by putting in the woo-woo stuff in there. Cause I don't, you know, not that we think it's woo-woo, but it's like, that's important because yeah. Do you ever find that in dating? Do you, are you dating anyone? That they, oh, absolutely. Okay. I, will, I will throw a few tests in there in the first, in the early dates. Yeah. And see if they survive. Oh, really? Yeah. Like how do... See how fast they run. Oh, God. <laughs> how do people you date handle this? Um, or do you have a boyfriend or well, girlfriend? I'm currently dating someone yeah. and he went to dinner with a friend and I uh, the other night and we talked about aliens. Yeah. And he's still here. He's still here. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I'll talk about that with my therapist and I'll go, oh, you know, like the guy, my boyfriend, he doesn't believe in ghosts or mm-hmm. he's like, or he isn't into this or that. He's just, you know, he's British, he's pragmatic, he's, yeah. but he's calm and grounded and I've got, I've got way more, but, uh, and my therapist is like, who believes in, you know, crystals and energy mm-hmm. and all the, and that we're souls and, you know, in a body, whatever. And he's like, let him be. Yeah. Just like, let him be, you know, like, like that's all, like, I'll do my thing and he just, and like, you know. And it's not my job to like make people think exactly like me, unless yeah. unless the other person's like diminishing you and shrink or like you know. Yeah, I think provided there's a mutual respect there, yeah, that we don't necessarily need our partners to share all of the same interests as us. Like I can just call my mom and talk about aliens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and oftentimes I feel like not all the time, but mm. I do feel like well, if we started astrology, it's usually women who are like, "Are you an Aquarius?" Or, or like, "What's your astrological sign?" And like, I don't know, you know, like people who are into all of the things we're talking about. Yep. I, I like to, to be think women. I am a very, very pragmatic spiritual person. Yeah. So a lot of my work is around how do I really ground this and make this super actionable for people on a day-to-day basis. I think part of it is because I come from the corporate world in oh, some yeah. respects yeah. and have worked in the business space as well that... And maybe it's because I'm a Gemini. Oh, maybe so. I like that because it, it grounds it. It makes it more... I like that. That's yeah. more pragmatic. Yes. That's helpful. Yeah. And that's how I think it's the best way to introduce it to the next group of people that maybe haven't necessarily experienced or had spiritual experiences, but they can start to get a better understanding of, you know, what's manifestation? What are, what are the universal principles? Um, how can I make this really approachable to people? Yeah. Um, and that's that's part of my goal with the modern alchemist, making spirituality just a very practical thing that we can experiment with in our life to yeah. enhance our life yeah what does your mom think about what you do loves it so she, she does well i grew up with um with a library full of books at home thousands and thousands of books 
all around, you know, self-help and spirituality and everything else. I, I avoided the cooking section. You did? Yeah, I did. I'm starting to cook and I'm kind of <laughs> loving it. I roasted a chicken for the first time. Wow, amazing. I mean, yeah, because I, I thought I'm, I'm going to make my boyfriend dinner because he was like, yeah. you've never made me dinner. And I was like, wow, you're right. I'm going to try to do this. And I'm like, I fucking love it. I feel so sexy and badass. And it's yeah, like another yeah. thing to learn. Like, anyway, I haven't, haven't delved, delved into the cooking section just yet. It's fun. But yes, yeah, so you had all these books. Had all access to all of these books. And also um, part of what happened when my dad passed away is that I started having really, I think I was just cracked open that I started having very, um, how would I put it? confronting spiritual experiences like all of a sudden I was astral traveling all of a sudden I was meeting my dad and other ghosts in my dreams people were giving me messages there was just so much synchronicity happening not just to me but my family and our extended community around my dad's passing that it didn't make sense to any of us and it was just so profound and eye-opening to me that it just shifted my perspective around what reality really is. Yeah. And to be honest, I think I needed it at the time and I'm so grateful for those experiences that I had because it really shifted my view of how the world operates and how many different layers there are to this existence. Tell me about the layers. Make me I feel magic. I, I don't. I want to feel alive again because I feel like I've been in such a funk and this makes me feel like excited about living again, seeing in, in, in a magical way, in the way that it is, but... Yeah, I mean, so like, I think me. that there is just so much to this existence that we can only glimpse. So um, part of the work that I do, and I want to create enough time and space in my life to really experiment with this, um, is because I just think that there is so much richness to our inner world as well that we we barely explore. You know, we brush aside our dreams when our dreams have so much to tell us. Um, so many things, our intuition, a lot of the work that I do is really around getting people to trust their intuition tap into their creativity, listen to what their soul is telling them as opposed to constantly just focusing on what their brain's trying to tell them. What are some books that you love? God, so many. Tell me what your favorite, most inspiring books are that like affected you and changed you. And A few that come to mind, um, Michael Singer. The, is it The Untethered Soul? Oh my God, I love that Incredible book. Incredible book. Um, I also love his other one, The Surrender Experiment. I've never done that. I've never read that. I think it's a, one of his more recent books. I've never done it either. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, he talks about how he just surrendered his life to the, the, the universal flow, essentially, and oh he just went with, went with the flow and how it led him down the most incredible path from being um, someone that meditated out in the forest on his own to running a multi-multi-million dollar company um, and flying around in a private jet. I mean, how do I surrender to flow? Because that sounds great. I feel like I'm so rigid and controlled and I'm like... Like, I don't want to be like that anymore. Yeah. I think I know everything and I'm trying to be like, maybe you don't know anything. Maybe you just like learn from others and be quiet and just fucking relax. But yeah, how do you surrender to flow? I think part of it is that um, I'm a big believer in recognizing that our life ebbs and flows like all of nature does. And we constantly feel like we need to be pushing, 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 even in the face of resistance, even when we feel like we're hitting our head against the wall. We've been so conditioned to just like keep hustling, keep going. Yet most of the magic that has happened in my life has happened when I've taken my foot off the pedal, where I've said, I have no freaking idea where I'm going or what I'm doing and I'm just going to surrender and then the next opportunity opens and then I'm back on the path again to like 
fast forward, accelerated motion, and then I hit the next little bump and I have to take my foot off the pedal again. But I think we worry that these periods of introspection, of low motivation as something to, for us to be worried about, whereas in actual fact, it's just part of the natural ebb and flow of life. Yeah. And we need those periods of taking a step back and consolidating everything we've learned and experienced. We need to tap back into our intuition. We need times to rest. We need times to just like be as opposed to constantly taking action. What are, uh, okay, so I'm your client. I'm sitting with you. Yeah. Ask me, I want to know what my purpose is because I was, I'm serious. You caught me in a really depressed funk from yesterday, like heavy. I can't even explain how dark I was yesterday, mm. like so dark. I can't even go there and say the words I want to say on a podcast, but uh, I would like to be your client right now. Just okay. to give a little more taste, get back to that for a second. Just so what are, like ask me anything, dive into me if you will. I don't know. What would your TED Talk be on? Oh, God. I wrote that down a second ago. I know. We haven't even answered My it. TED Talk would be yeah. about... Well, I wrote... What would my TED Talk be about? And I wrote, how to be kind, funny, and charming. And something about needing love or something. I don't know. Yeah. And my so TED then what, what energy would you say that you bring into a room or what effect do you have on people? Um, what energy do I bring into a room? Mm. And what, how do I affect people? Yeah. Because we all assume that we have the same effect on people, but we don't. Hmm. Uh, I, I mean, if you get me on a good day or who I really am, mm-hmm. I'm not on a loop in my brain spiraling out loud to anybody who will listen. I am happy and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's so great to see you. We're doing it. Ah! Like, just like, and, uh, but I also have the ability to be quiet, believe it or not. And like put all my attention on a person and like really listen. Yeah. And connect to them and just like I find people fascinating and I just love hearing stories and talking and just like witnessing people. Yeah, I definitely think there's a huge connection piece there for you. Of connecting with people, definitely. Okay. I think it's one of your values. Okay. Keep I talk about energy a lot because um, most of us don't realize that we that the what we bring through into the world is a very specific type of energy. Um, I would say if I was to describe mine, most people, I would like to think most people, if not everyone that comes into my presence ends up leaving feeling more energized and inspired as a result. Some people leave people's presence feeling very powerful or maybe they feel loved and grounded and nurtured. And so it's about understanding that subtle that subtle energy that we bring into something and the effect that we have on people that I think tends to hint a lot at what we're here to do. And I'm a massive believer that uh, our purpose is generally something that's bigger than us and beyond us as opposed to simply being just about us. Yeah. That's what makes it um, so much more powerful, so much more uh, compelling for us to get out of bed every single morning. Yeah. As opposed to when it's just me, 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 which was my life as a lawyer. Yeah. Keep asking me questions. Tell me. Gosh, anything. I've got so many. I've got a little bit more time to, to, to ask me. Quite, I want to know. I so, to with know. stuff like genius, I want to know what my life purpose is and why I should be. So, one of my friends actually, he's a coach, and he has this theory that you actually that you don't need to take people on a very complicated life purpose journey. But I like to take people on a journey because I think that 
we spend so little time actually focusing on who we are and who we are at our core that I love to honour that journey and I love to create the space for people to explore it. My friend, on the other hand, who's also a coach, has this thing where he's almost like, you know what your fucking purpose is? What is your purpose? You just just say it, spit it out. And people just spit it out because he thinks that they're just, they're overthinking it and they're denying themselves their purpose. Yeah. So we could take either the long journey approach or I could just be like, what's your purpose? I don't know. I like the long journey. You seem like you like the long journey. I love it. I love it. And this is, I just want like a, a, you know, I'm trying to not only learn about myself Mm. through you or or be guided by you, but also it's like, I want to me I want, I want, and my listeners to witness what you do and your yep. gift and, and your approach and everything because it, 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 you know. Yeah, so the, the, the approach that I take people through, I call it design thinking. Well, this design thinking is a thing already, but I take a design thinking approach to purpose. Yeah. So in, in our day-to-day life, we are obsessed with jumping to a solution. So what I do instead is I'm like, take a massive step back. We're going to go back to the beginning. We're going to start with the basics. And I start with what I call vision. So if we were to have a blank canvas, you get to choose the canvas, you get to pick the materials... And we just start looking at the general direction that you've always been headed in. And then we research, we we experiment, we look for clues. And then we start to converge. We add values to that mix. So what's really important to you, what drives your behaviour, what explains how you interact with people in the world around you. Then we get even deeper and we start to uncover your purpose, your genius. And your genius is about looking at uh, what I call the secret source, except it's spelled S-O-U-R-C-E. So the secret source that you bring down from, from higher above. And it's that unique combination of strengths, gifts, life stories, life experiences, energy, the scale of impact that you want to work on that you bring into the world that no one else can replicate. And it is actually a very unique formula. And a great way to uncover that is to literally write out your life story. You know, start from the beginning. Where were you born? How do you want to tell this story? What are the peaks? What are the troughs? Write out that whole hero's journey. Who turned up in your life and changed things? What did you learn at certain crossroads and points in time? And when you start to weave all of that together, where you know where your vision is and where you're headed, what your core driving values are, all of it starts to lead you to this point where everything starts to converge. And that's your purpose. So I kind of weave all of this together with my clients and it really brings it all together in a way that at the end, it's pretty easy for them to figure out what their purpose is. And sometimes we tie it to an archetype or a character. So for example, if you were to play a character in a movie or a superhero, who would you be? Oh God. Woody Allen? I mean... Okay, so the politically correct version, not the uh, not the you not know the, what I'm not, talking not, about, not, not the creepy, yeah, Woody not Allen. the creepy Woody Allen, the uh, the, <laughs> the, the the charming uh, neurotic thinker writer. Yeah, so then creator. if we were to take Woody Allen as a character and unpack that further, what is it about Woody Allen that you see in yourself? Or Larry David? Um, uh, curious, funny, yeah. Making jokes, a writer, uh, interested in like telling a story, uh, witty, sharp, you know, 
and not just doing that for yourself, you know, sharing that with others. And so we unpack all of that. We start to see the pieces of how this comes together and it all eventually weaves into a purpose statement. And so for me, um, what came out of my process was that I'm this alchemist and it was such a bizarre word that I came across and it took me a while to figure out what that was. But yeah, when I think about it, it really ties in my core values, which is around uh, being very open-minded and fluid in terms of how I operate freedom and thinking, but also mastery as well, getting so good at something that you can turn it into gold. And so that was just like a key kind of pattern that had been playing out and that character of the alchemist really just brings it home for me. Yeah. And so that's kind of, it's a symbolic representation of who I am and what I'm here to do. You think it's a problem if I'm identifying with a man? No. Or I like Carrie Fisher too. I love Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And so then they have a specific energy as well, which might be quite similar to what you bring through. Yeah. I think I really identify with Carrie Fisher. She's a writer, an actress. Mm. She's no longer alive, but that's not the part I identify badass. with. Uh, she's a badass. Mm. She, yeah. Um, I've read all of her books. Um funny, self-deprecating, super self-aware, sees everything, gets it, is dark and, you know. And, you know, part of that darkness influences your work and what you come out with. So it's a necessary part of your equation, your formula. Yeah. Without that, you wouldn't be able to produce the kind of magic that you produce. I would like to get rid of, I'd like to keep the magic, Mm. have more magic, and then get rid of the internal suffering and uh, the possible abuse of... Yeah. Uh, or lashing out or attacking emotional attacks on my loved ones. Mm. And self as well. And self. Yeah. Yes. My internal suffering and their, their, their suffering, mental anguish due to my uh, bad habits. I'm a big believer in ritual as well. So I think that we are very ritual-focused little beings and that it's so important for us to create structure around what we're doing in a way that really serves us. So it's about uncovering what that is for you and honouring it. So anytime you start to find that you're back in your head, what is your process for unravelling that? For unravelling that, I usually just stay there. Mm. I'm like in the bathtub looking up and then maybe I'll, I'll get pulled out of it. Yeah. But, you know, tools, I think, are listening to podcasts. Yeah. Listening to videos or, or uh, like, whether it's Lacey talking or Oprah or Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you're into Abraham oh, Hicks. Oh, I was just about to say, Abraham Hicks got me out of my funk a couple of days ago. Oh, really? What were you in a funk about? Um, just part of the ebb and flow. I was feeling really introspective. The frustration was setting in, just the usual pattern that we all play yeah. out and I play out um, most definitely and stumbled upon Abraham Hicks' YouTube video while I was doing a meditation. I was like, oh, I needed to hear this. Yeah, my mom will send them to me and I'm like, ugh, whatever. But then mm. I'm like, now I'm like, thank you. <laughs> because uh, they, yeah, they pull me out of my head and they make, yeah. they, they, you zoom out. Yes. 
and yeah, they really help you zoom out and just see the bigger picture and make everything way more magical and like, yeah, and just not so heavy and totally. it's supposed to be fun and you're here and, and we're so joy and you're like, thanks for the reminder. Yeah. I forgot to stop being so angry to like to think of what you want as it already is and not just paying yeah. attention to like what's in front of you because that's already old news and you got to be yeah. thinking and feeling as if you already have the stuff and don't try to control people and it's not about them. It's like everybody's blah blah blah. So yeah, that is helpful and I love it because. Um, or Abraham or Esther. Yeah. Just says it like it is. And you're like, thank you. I needed that slap across the face. Yeah. It's a wake up call. Yeah. It's great. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Abraham Hicks is uh, like a, a channeled. A channeled what? Via entity? A channeled entity. sounds spooky. En- no, it does sound spooky, but it's perfect for Halloween. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> a channeled entity uh, channeled through a woman named Esther Hicks. And uh, yeah, but she's been on Oprah. You can listen to Oprah interview. And actually one of my favorite books of all time, Ask and It Is Given. I've never read that. That's Abraham? Brilliant. Yeah. So they take you through even a series of exercises that you can do to get yourself in alignment with what you want to draw into your reality. Very powerful. I'm again, once a big believer in having tools that you can experiment with. Another book that I absolutely love around this topic, and I just wrote an article on it, is um, E Squared by Pam Grout. E squared by Pam Grout. Yep, talking about how you can test the universe. Do you know just to double check that it's actually helping you out? Because we all need to be convinced. Um, oh, I think I was I was at some like meetup group mm-hmm. with a bunch of girls, which I had never gone to. I used to throw these things called Girls Night In, but this was like this girl had a little get together of uh, of women, and I think somebody was talking about that about how like think about something and then notice how much it pops up. Yep, all so it's the like time. What you think, I keep hearing like, in your head you're dead, what you think is how you feel or what you focus on is what you feel mm-hmm. and then yeah, it all starts with your thoughts and how you're feeling and my God, I've not been, I've been like emotionally out of control. I'm like yeah. led by my emotions Yeah, and the little little girl version of me who's like, well, my childhood is fucked. Like, and I think I know better, but really I let that kid run the show. Yeah. And if, if, uh, if those feelings stick around for too long for a number of weeks, it turns into a mood. Oh God. And then that tends to become our character. Oh geez. And then we think that we are that character. Whereas in actual fact, no, it's just a series of emotions and feelings that have been stuck there for too long. That starts to influence our mood that we think forms who we are. So how do we get out of that? What are the tools? What do I do? What's my purpose? Who am I? Tell me everything. Why should I exist? I don't know if this podcast is long enough. Tell me something in five minutes. What do you think? Tell me everything. I think the biggest key for me, game changer, meditation. meditation. And I know people talk about it all the time, but it's fundamental. It helps quiet the monkey brain. It helps us to, to able to tap back into the voice of our inner self, which knows all the freaking answers, as opposed to us just spiraling madly out of control in this, you know, physical reality, wondering what the meaning of it all is. Okay. It's so interesting. Um, and, you know, we're so resistant to doing that. To meditating? Yeah, we're so resistant to just listening to ourselves. Yeah. I know I am sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, or just taking the time. It's too long, 15 yeah, yeah. minutes. And then when I tap in, I'm like, oh, that was the answer. That was so nice. Now from here, I feel good. Totally, that I needed. That just got me back to being who I really am. Yeah. Well, what's, what's next for you? I think for me, um, coaching is the very beginning of this journey. So I love creating content that I think is 
expanding us as humans. Um, and so I think I'm just going to keep creating that. I've got a book in the works. You do? Yeah, What's I've started writing it. Um, it plays around with the concept of the modern alchemist. Um, it's still coming together, but I trust that it will take on the shape and form that it's supposed to. And I'm just focusing on getting my purpose program out to as many people as possible. I've just launched a manifestation meditation series. And I think that's like a perfect intro to all of this if people feel like they can't go about it on their own. So I've recorded a series of meditations, taking people through a guided meditation to uncover their purpose. Oh, really? Yeah. How so, long is it? Oh, it's like 10 minutes long. 10 minutes. We can do it right now? We probably could. Let's do it. Yeah, so I'll take you through, I'll, I'll, I can take you through hypnosis and one around, you know, meeting your future self, seeing what your future business looks like for business owners and then daily reprogramming. So working with yourself on a subconscious level to work through um, your self-limiting beliefs that are stopping you from manifesting your best life. So it is similar to Lacey's work. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I think Lacey's done an incredible job with... Uh, really simplifying manifestation and we've all got our own kind of take and angle on it um so yeah i'm really excited to bring that through well to, uh, any more questions you can ask me to guide me to my purpose i'm really i'm serious like because i want every, you know and I, I jen on here and i had lacy and they kind of like it was like i was in session with them yeah in a way so that's why i'm kind of any any more you can use me as a guinea pig if you were to take a guess of what you're here to do what do you think it is First intuitive response. Uh, make people laugh. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, it's all of that mystery. <laughs> yeah, really, like that, and, and and that's it. And so, how do you how do you get into the mood or the process of making people laugh? How do I get into the mood or process of making yeah. people laugh? What's your process around it? Uh, oh, God, I'm breathing so heavy into the mic. Um. Uh. I don't know, podcasting, conversations, that's my process, writing, mm, I want to make a movie, I don't know. So that's it, that's all you have to focus on. Those things? You have to focus on the things that, you know, as Abraham Hicks would say, that make you feel good and then focus on making people laugh and that's your sweet spot. But how, what is procrastination? Why does that happen? Procrastination is fear of something that's in your future. Now, another way that I like to look at it is that we have Tony Robbins talks about the six core needs. Six what? Core needs. Core needs, okay. Yeah, of every human. Two of them are certainty and uncertainty. So as human beings, we love to feel safe, secure, and certain. Australians love that in massive doses and they get stuck in their comfort zone. The problem is if we have too much certainty in our life, we feel really bored, we lack motivation, we sometimes act out in unresourceful ways in order to bring a bit of excitement into our life. Yeah. Now, on the other side, we also need uncertainty, growth, adventure, challenge, uncertainty. But the problem is if we have too much uncertainty in our life, we can procrastinate because we're trying to find a way of lessening that uncertainty. So I guess my question for you is, do you have a lot of uncertainty in your life at the moment? Uh, like what would that be? be uh, what would uncertainty be? It could be anything. It could be job instability for people, financial stress. I mean, I have financial stress. I have, which is why you guys, if you like the show, you should totally donate via Venmo at Alexi Wasser <laughs> or uh, to my Patreon page forward slash Alexi. Anyway, um... 
do I have, okay, if I have financial stress, I am freelance, I have this life where I don't work a nine to five job. Mm. I, I write, I podcast, sometimes I have great months, other times I don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's all stressful. It's stressful. Yeah. But you know, like, but I've chosen this life of uncertainty. My relationship is very stable. Well, right. he is, I'm not. I'm mm. like, yeah. what is this? Oh my God, I want to check your Instagram. Oh! <laughs> but, uh, but really, he's like completely solid yeah. he's like and that's like that's great. crazy for me yeah, yeah i'm like what the fuck is what this? a great influence oh and he's so hot anyway okay yes he's, yeah so yeah. the question for you is how can you bring more certainty into your life what's going to make you feel more stable and secure and it could be something as simple money as, money there you go money if i could get fifty thousand dollars in my bank account yeah. or let's say twenty thousand dollars yeah say twenty five thousand dollars that's my fuck you fund where I could be like, have like six months worth of money. Then I could just fucking be podcasting all the time. Yeah. I could be writing this movie that I found money to make, but I'm always like stressed about like, Oh my God, I got to make ends meet and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I want a soft, nice, cushy cushion, mm. financial cushion. So I can wake up at six in the morning, meditate, get in front of my computer, be writing, this feature film, yeah, and sitting on my sitting on my couch, more fascinating, inspiring, interesting people like yourself, yeah, and just like knocking out these podcasts and yeah. really just being like, okay, now I've got this cushion, so I can focus on being creative and putting shit out into the world, yeah, more so than I already do. I do already do that, yeah, writing for magazines, this and that, blah blah, podcasting, but. But uh, I, could, I want it to be more because I love doing all this. Yeah, and it, it, it's stressful though if we have that weighing on us because we can't, we're in survival mode. I'm in survival mode, you yeah. guys. And all yeah. I want to do is give to you and learn about me and yeah. you. And, and, and you're fighting that, but you're leading to procrastination because it's stressful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm not such a bad person. I'm just no, trying to survive. It's completely normal. And so then I think you'll find that if you can balance that uncertainty, you'll find ritual or ways to create that sense of safety. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be financial. It could be done in other ways. Like how? Um, like for me, I love to be in a very nice environment, for example, or I make sure that my space is tidy. I have ritual and meditation in my life. I create structure around Great. it in order to like cocoon me. Isn't my me space cute? It's beautiful. It's so, so beautiful, so you guys. You definitely got that. <laughs> You've got that down pat. Yeah. All right. So structure, waking up, meditating. And now that everybody's heard this podcast, if they like me at all, they're probably donating to my uh, Venmo as I we can, speak. I can hear the money rolling. I can hear like, ching And like, that portal is now open. That portal is <laughs> wide open. Oh my God. Can you imagine? All I need is one lovely benefactor to hear this yeah. and be like, I'm going to grant that crazy girl's wishes. But you know what? Like, she can create. The great thing is that 15K, 20K in the whole scheme of things isn't a lot of money. It it's, isn't. It's totally doable. Doable. And part of it is that we get so... Uh, close-minded in thinking of the means in which that has to come to us. But there are so many ways that you could make that money. You How? Could get, you could get investment. You could sell something. You could borrow it from someone. You could set up a program. Like there are so, you could sell a script. Like there are so many things that you could do. But the problem is when we go into survival mode, yeah. our vision narrows. Oh, God. And we don't see things clearly. Now this podcast is popping because we're going to... This is great. These are like real things. When you get in survival mode, yeah. your vision, it gets narrow. Yeah, because we're focused on escaping from the predator and we can't see the full the full scene for what it really, really is. Yeah. Oh, I Think about so. it. The blood rushes, you know, 
to certain parts of the body so that you can run as freaking fast as you can. Oh, my God. Okay. And you can't be intuitive and creative. Oh, my God. When you're stressing about money... You can't. It is... Yeah, it's a lot. You're like, oh. You're like, what are you fucking talking... But you I, can't hibernate when you're, when you're in, like about to be attacked by a predator. But you know what's so funny? Get out of that cave. Oh, you got to get out of that cave. <laughs> it's so funny because there, there's something... I don't know if you've ever, you've ever experienced this, but like sometimes when I'm freaking out about money, it's actually exciting. It turns into this weird like high where you're like, okay... I got I got to pay these things and now I've got to fucking think fast. And it's mm. kind of like this weird game of like, you know, I don't know, like waiting and to see how long And it's probably an old pattern bathroom. of behavior that may not serve you anymore. So I had this weird it's thing. It's new, I feel like. I feel like it's new. I, I feel like it's new. Like I'm trying to like get off and be like, let this be like a game. But yeah, but I, I'm ready for it to die. I'd love, I'd love to have a cushion. I just want to be making more stuff. Yeah, I had to it. clear that recently as well because I was, I actually had a lot of trauma attached to my fam- my dad's passing and my family lost a ton of money. Oh, they did. So yeah, it was like three quarters of our family wealth. And then I found that I was making money, but I was almost like getting rid of it as soon as I could because on some unconscious level, I thought that money was, you know, danger, disaster, whatever it was. And yeah. I, I knew it wasn't so on a logical level, but my body was giving me a very different response. So, you know, a really good thing to think about is when you think about money, do you get a cortisol rush? Do you start to panic? When I think about money? Yeah. Uh, like spending money? Well, like um, if I think about bills on my bank account, I was getting a cortisol rush. Oh, I think I, I there is a bit of like a right here, like... <gasps> yeah. <gasps> So that's probably something that needs to be cleared. So what do I do? I'm like, oh. So I did something really interesting with my coach. She did um, reprogrammed my eye patterns. Really? Yeah. So we play out the same when we when we think of a thought, we play out the same memory or thought pattern, which creates that emotion within us. So you can actually scramble and rewrite that thought pattern so that you don't get the same emotion. So what do I do? Uh, I could probably scramble your eye pattern. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. But it's it might not. It's we've we're probably better to do it in private. In private? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because it could bring up a lot of emotion. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, I'm barely uh, alive right now. I'd, yeah. I'd love to do it with you privately because if that's something that you think is um, holding you back, we can totally. We've just got to identify what the what the memory is. Which okay. Might take a bit of time. Okay. I'm happy to do it on the podcast. If you don't want to do it, I think it'd be great. Hmm. You think it's too... Boy, what am I going to do? No, I'm no, not no. worried at all. I feel like I'm just a ghost walking the planet. I pretend I'm already... I'm pretending it, I'm already. it depends. Like, I've only done it a few times, but it's really effective. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Are you open to it? I'm... You, you don't want to? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is it because... Uh, it depends. It, might, it just depends on what it brings up. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I think, like, coaching is quite, like, a nice thing to do privately. Awesome thing. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. This is, this is for you, for me, as much as it is for you. Is this yeah, like absolutely. Just like, and a, it like just, a calling card or Totally. Something. And I think it's just for people to know that if if talking about that brings up an emotion, it could be anything. It could be money. It could yeah. be related to relationships. It could be past trauma. That there are definitely things that you can do with a coach that can help you work through that. It's yeah. not something that you have to be stuck with your whole life. Yeah, it's odd because what I've been noticing lately is two things. Well, one thing is with the money. And mm. when I was a kid, my mom was really broke. We lived in a one-room apartment in Hollywood on Franklin, like across the street from the 101 Cafe and yeah. and uh, and also on Franklin and Cherimoya anyway. And we would go to the market 
and she'd want to get something and I'd be like, no, mommy, like that's a want, not a need. Mm. Like it's just to say, cause I knew she's so hard up and we'd go to like the 99 cent store and pick and save. And I was always embarrassed that like, but I knew like, but it's kind of fun. We're so broken just together, me and my mom. Yeah. And then I thought I graduated from that. I'm fancy. I've got famous friends. I've got fancy, fancy people. You know, it's like, and I go to fancy things and I go to the Chateau Marmont and I go to fancy hotels and I had to work towards feeling okay. Um, is self-esteem wise, self-worth wise. And I would do that in my twenties. I would go there and feel really insecure. And I went, keep going back, keep going back. You're allowed to be here. And then I would go to these fancy hotels and just become friends with everybody who works there and be like, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, so I would do these exercises myself and then it's just now I'm not making as much money as I was. Mm. And so it's just funny. I still have the like, I feel like I belong anywhere and that people are lucky to have me there. But yeah. financially I'm like, I want to be, you know, I just want the money there. Yeah. And there's probably part of you that feels worthy on some levels, but not to receive that money or to hold it. It's so weird. Yeah. Mm. I spent so much money at Target. I wasted so much money at Target. I just was so dumb with my money. Forever 21 and Target and trips and clothes I didn't need and not being smart when I was young because nobody taught me. There are no boundaries. No. And a big thing when you're talking about like what's your life purpose and or whatever with the TED Talk and yeah. and stuff. And uh, a few weeks ago I had said to a friend, I was like, you know, I think I want to do all these things in my life. I think I want to make a movie and all this stuff. I think that's what I want to do. And I do. Mm. I do want to do those things. But sometimes... I think that my entire life purpose is just to learn how to love and to like be loved because that's so difficult for me. It's like I have a lot of love to give. Like you're a stranger I just met, but you're in my home and I'm like, oh my God, this is, you know, and I I have an open capacity to like, because I almost want to give to people what I'm craving. Yeah. And yet in my personal relationships with, with men, because I date men, I turn them into like my enemy and I don't, I can't take the love in yeah, And I, I don't hate them. I don't want to say I hate them, but oftentimes with men, my boyfriends, I'm like, they hate me, they hate me, like, and I hate them and and I can't trust and I don't believe them and like, and I'm critical and it's like, and that's the one person I can't just be unconditionally loving with mm. because I feel so unsafe. Yeah. And I make it so conditional for them because yeah. I think I'm the victim and I forget they need love too. And like... And you push them away, you I, push them away, and you keep pushing, pushing until they, they go, I gotta save satisfy myself. your unconscious belief that everyone abandons me or the people that I love abandon me on some level. Yeah. And playing that out over and over again. And sometimes it feels almost compulsive. Oh my God, it's so compulsive. It's unconscious, but it's conscious. Mm. And uh, yeah, and it's just hard for me to just exist in calm and let things be good because I love chaos. Yeah. Whether I want to believe that or not, or I yeah. think I'm smarter than that. Like, no, but I we get it. addicted to certain things. Like, I knew that I was addicted to frustration for so long. Really? Yeah. I think I used it to fuel me. And on some level, you probably do something similar. Yeah. I just love, like, oh, I got to get to that feeling because mm-hmm. that makes me feel like connected. Or oh, I got to get to that feeling because then it's like, oh, it's, oh, that pain, that suffering, that anger, that rage, the because adrenaline. On some level, you equal that to love. I equal that to love and I'm addicted to that feeling. And I don't realize that that that's like not good. It's not good. It's not it's not good for other people because my therapist said it's like it's like you get scared and you don't trust in a relationship. And then whenever you feel like you are get whenever you get scared, it's like you go into a room filled with machetes 
and you're like, and you just slash the person you're with. And then when you're done, you're like, my therapist was like, Alexi, then you're done. And you go, whew, oh my God, I feel so much better. I released all that. Because now I'm safe again. Now I feel safe. And then then I'm like, I'm like, love me. Do you love me? Do you love me? Like, tell me you love me. And then the person I'm in a relationship with is like bleeding and like, just like, uh, what? Um, it's like. Never talk to me again. I, yeah, right? <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So then the question is, are you ready to change that pattern? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to change the pattern? Uh, I do. I do. I do. I think I, when I think I put all my freaking out about money and life fulfillment and goals being realized and dreams being realized, I put all the pressure of my happiness on who I'm dating. Mm. And when I don't do that, because there are times I don't do that, oh, I'm so happy. Like if I were on a movie set right now, like yeah, shooting. Yeah, standing in your own power. If I were like shooting something and then like my boyfriend called or a boyfriend called or whatever, I'd be like, I got to go. I'm busy. It's something so needy. <laughs> so then how, how can you replicate that feeling of feeling empowered? Because that's when you're not playing the victim. How do I replicate it? I got to get into my work and my worth and my get busy and just like get, get busy. I like that. Get busy. And you know, sometimes I think that the journey towards living our purpose, it can have stages. And if the first stage is you getting out of survival mode and putting some money aside and feeling a bit more stable before you get back on that creative path and you know doing whatever it is that you should be doing, that that's perfectly fine. How do you get twenty five to fifty thousand dollars in a few weeks? You'd probably be surprised. I don't think you need as much as you think. Yeah. You know, we tend to put really complicated rules around things, whereas in actual fact, if we unpacked it, it would yeah. be a lot simpler than that. Yeah. You probably just need a consistent income. It doesn't have to come in one. Oh, chunk. that's true. You hear that? Yeah. Special benefactor. There's so many ways to go about it. So maybe you just need a monthly retainer from that special benefactor as opposed to one lump sum. Yeah, five. Also, payment plan, you know, it's easier. Payment plan, $5,000 a month. (laughs) This would be great. I mean, I don't have a car. I lift lift everywhere. It's doable. Let me just be your dancing, uh, you know, artist monkey. Mm, And the way that I kind of look at this is, when, when, I, when I get in a bit of a rut, I bring out the post-it notes. Oh, really? Yeah. You go to, what do you guys call it, Office Depot? Yeah. I buy like those massive pieces of paper that you like stick to the wall and I get post-it notes and chunky markers. Chunky markers. And then I'm like, okay, like let's figure out how to get out of this scenario. Yeah. And then I come up with options A to like Z. Yeah. And then I, because the thing is, once again, when we hone in and get too narrow in our thinking, yeah. so take a massive step back, get creative. Zoom out. If this was like a character in a movie, how would they solve this problem? How would they come up with the 15K that they need? They yeah. get really crafty and creative. You keep reducing it to 15. I said 20, uh, okay, 25 20. to 50, <laughs> five zero. <laughs> but okay, okay, you're right. 15 was great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And if we start with there, like there are so many ways that you can go about it. There are so many conversations that you have. And then all that the universe is looking for is that we're meeting it halfway. Okay. So it's waiting for you to start asking questions as opposed to being like, "Eh." what questions? You know, if I was to creatively come up with a way to make $15,000, 20, how would I do it? Or how would so-and-so do it? Well, I would. You know, I barely get paid for this podcast unless I have unless I have advertisers. Why did I stutter? What did that mean? Anyway, but. when I do have advertisers, that's lovely and beneficial. If I had advertising before every single podcast, 
then I would be thriving. Right. So you could, you know, potentially find that. I mean, there are so many things that you could do. Yeah. And the problem is we think that we have limited options, whereas in actual fact, we have many, many that we can't see. Is this podcast getting sad? Am I depressing? Are people worried about me? Maybe they should be. <laughs> Maybe it's too real, but you know what that's called? Authentic. And that is the buzzword Life. of the month. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so I guess the question is like, how do I, can I swear on this podcast? Oh my God, of course. Right. How do I unfuck myself? Yeah. I want to unfuck myself. Yeah. And I, it, there has to be an energy of empowerment to it. So like I'm, you know, raising my voice. I'm going a little bit deeper. I'm taking on the power pose because... When we're playing small, we're getting introspective, we're playing the victim, woe is me, and we attract the energy of that. So it's like, what kind of music do I have to put on? What's going to make me a badass of standing in my power, scribbling on post-it notes, trying to unfuck myself? I love that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like I've, I'm known to like go to a hotel room sometimes, be like, I'm not talking to anyone for 24 hours. I put on my music. I just liturgical dance. What's that? Where you're like free dancing like you did in church as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to church, but I do like that kind of dancing. Yeah, it's just like, what would yeah. you call it? Contemporary just, dance? Just freestyle dancing. Room? Totally. And then I'm like, okay, well, what am I not seeing? What are some solutions to this problem? And literally, like, sometimes all we have to do is ask the questions and life is like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for you to think of this. Really? And then it's like, bam, there's the next opportunity, the next solution. So tomorrow morning, I wake up, uh, what time do I wake up in the morning? Um, seven. 7 a.m. And then what do I do to unfuck myself according to you? The first thing that I do as soon as I open my eyes, as soon as my eyeballs see the light, (laughs) as I put it, is that I go through my gratitude practice. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to wake up with another day on this earth. Thank you for this soft mattress. So the words that leave my mouth are words of gratitude. Okay. As opposed to being like, I'm stuffed. And it doesn't matter how I'm feeling, what thoughts are going through my head, I start with gratitude. And I find that that starts to change the tone of your day. There is an incredible book called The Big Leap by the author Gay Hendricks. He talks about the upper limit ceilings. And he has this mantra that he has come up with based on thousands of people that he's interviewed. And the mantra is... Um, I I expand into love, success, and abundance every single day, and I inspire those around me to do the same. And that's it. And I love to repeat that to myself because just the word expand is such a powerful word because what you're experiencing right now at this point in time is you feel constricted. Oh, God, yeah. You're folding in on yourself as opposed to expanding outward. So I love that word. And then the words are... um, Love, success, and abundance. Like beautiful, powerful words that you then go start to seek out. And you do that every single day and you share that with others. It's the simplest formula, but it works. So instead of being playing small, we step into our more expansive self. Great way to do it is through music. It's all about changing your state. And the great thing is that at any point in time, you can make a split second decision to feel differently. Oh, God, I want that. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you do that? I find that movement is incredibly powerful. I started taking up swimming again recently because that's what I love doing as a kid. I love swimming. I love being by water. I swim and I tell myself the mantra, I'm loved and supported on this journey by life. 
and I'm floating as I'm doing it, plus I'm, I'm, you know, moving myself at the same time. That for me recently was incredibly powerful just to feel like I'm supported by life and I was going through a lot of stuff at the time. So, yeah, movement, dance, sweating, sitting in a bathtub, you know, whatever it is that we need, it's the simplest stuff sometimes that just gets that energy moving around inside of you. Do you write out your gratitude list or do you just think it to yourself or say it out loud? I do both. You do both? Yeah. Do you have to write it down? Are there any hard, fast rules? Or do you like, I, I think a lot of people suffer from uh, this idea where it's like, am I doing it right? Am I meditating right? Am I doing my gratitude list right? Like, which is like just an added layer there, of bullshit. There are no rules. There are no rules. So no. I could just talk to God or whoever. Totally. I just say my gratitude out loud. I do a meditation. Every single day that you meditate is going to be so different. Sometimes I fall asleep and take a nap. Also perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I've just been in the funk. And uh, I mean, as low, I mean, I swear to God, this is like so real. I was like, I was like asking God to give me a heart attack or have a brain aneurysm and die in my sleep. Mm. This was like days ago. Yeah. I was like Googling how to hang yourself, like like dark, like dark stuff because I was so trapped in my brain. It is mental health awareness month or week or mm. whatever the fuck it is. But like, and that's not how I feel today. And I definitely don't feel it right now, but I just want to like put that out there where it's like you telling me all these things, you telling my listeners these things. Like, and me just being completely like so vulnerable. Like I don't even, I haven't even said this to my boyfriend. I haven't told this to my mom, but that's how I've been feeling the last few days just because I get so trapped in my head and I go down these wormholes and I just feel so tired and embarrassed and filled with shame. And like life is so hard and, and financial stuff is a big stress factor. And it is for many, many people. And you know, I experience it as well. We all do. But I want to say, I don't feel that way now. And I'm so glad Mm. It didn't do anything bad to myself. And even if I wasn't at the brink of like, you know, people do take their own lives and I didn't and I didn't try, but to get to the spot where you're like really living in these thoughts, yeah, it's not a great place to be. No, and so not. let's get to the other side. And also you want to, I've talked to other people about how like uh, you hope that the lighter part, it's like some, you hope that the lightness you, it pulls you out of the funk and that the, mm. and that the, that the darkness isn't stronger than the light. Than the light, yeah, and then the darkness doesn't doesn't win out and pull you under, like, and let you go with those thoughts. Because and it make also you do gives something. you the tunnel vision as well, and oh god, your yeah. whole world contracts until it's this tiny pinhole. And um, having experienced that with other people in my life, I, I I I know firsthand that process, and and part of the challenge is seeing beyond that very narrow scope of vision that you have at that point in time, and thinking that that's all that there is. Yeah. Um, and it is difficult to shift, but it, 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 little simple things sometimes. So like when you're in that mood, where do you spend most of your time? Is it at home? Yeah. Yeah. So then you get out of the house. You got to get out of the house. I always, my formula is go do something that you find awe inspiring. Yeah. Whether it is being out in nature, whether it's going to an art museum and seeing what other little human beings have crafted with their hands. Yeah. For me, the formula is more awe. More awe? Yeah. What do you mean? Just be in more awe. Oh, more awe. Yeah. Sorry, your accent. I was like, more awe? More awe what? <laughs> Tell me what? What? We need subtitles. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, more awe. But go find the magic. It's there. And so I have to just get out of my own freaking way. I think that's why I manifested a puppy. I look at him. I look at his little eyelashes. I look at his little zest for life. Yeah. 
And I'm like, oh, this is the reminder. And it gets you out of your head. That's why it I got a kitty. Head. Yeah. I got a kitty years ago. I don't have a kitty here now, but, uh, but years and years and years ago. And uh, that was, it was for depression. It was mm. for like, you know. And once again, this comes back to do something that's greater than just you. Yeah. Be in service of others. I think the word serve or service has a bad rap. Yeah. It's actually a really beautiful word. If we can make it not about us, it helps us get out of our own head. And so I do the I wake up in the morning, 7 yes. a.m., do the gratitude Start list. The gratitude. What else? Meditate. Meditate. You know what? YouTube has some great simple meditations on there. Um, this is why I also came with my own meditation series. It could be five minutes, but it starts to change the way your brain operates, which has a flow-on effect into your entire day. So most people are like, I didn't experience anything when I meditated. No, you're not the same human being. Before, after you've done it. 100%. Yeah. And um, consistently, I think it's one of the most incredible tools that we have at our disposal. I know when I haven't been meditating consistently, I feel it. You feel the it. The chatter comes back. Oh, God. I start to feel a bit heavier, less, less fun, less light, less inspired. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling heavy. I was feeling heavy, stagnant. Yeah. Chatterbox in the brain. Yep. And the way that I look at it, it's energy that you're holding inside of you that is not being resourcefully channeled. Yeah. It is. Anxiety is is a ball of energy that we carry within us that needs to move. It needs to be ex, um, expressed. expressed creatively with words, with emotion, with movement, whatever that is. You just have to intuitively ask yourself, what is it that's going to shift this energy within me that wants to come out? Oh, God, yeah. What's, what's your answer? What comes to mind? I mean, I want to travel. I want to go on a long drive. I want to be inspired. I want to go. I want to write the script. I want to make the thing. I want to... Uh, it's funny. I wrote the script about the one that I'm working on right now. is is about suicide. It's about but about like a girl who's on the precipice of, but then yeah. she... But then she uh, she ends up getting all these text messages from uh, one of her one of her girlfriends, like these incessant stream of consciousness texts, and it keeps her from, you know, pulling the you know, for, from committing suicide, and uh, she ends up going out to a party. And she's like, okay, I'll save suicide for another day. My friend being so irritating, and she goes out into the world. And at the end of the movie, she, uh, she you know, she now she wants to live. Like just yeah. just by making that one choice, not to. By saving suicide for another day, she found uh, a will to live based on the experience. I always think it's good to move the goalpost of suicide further down the line. Yeah. And then <laughs> get there too. and be like, um, <laughs> now I'm just going to push it further out again. Yeah, totally. I mean, but that's why I was making jokes being like, I'm just like a ghost walking the earth. Because like, it's like, I just felt very like lethargic. And I was like, okay, well, if I, if I already feel bad, you don't need to do anything bad to yourself. You can just, uh, you know, eat a piece of pizza because you weren't going to be here anyway. Or you might as well uh, mm. just... Uh, Nothing has to matter as much anymore because uh, you just, I don't know, I'm not making sense. But um, we could take comfort in the fact that it's all pointless. It's all pointless. And then if it is, then, then why, so are we, be it. Why, why are we worried why about it? Why am I so stressed? Why yeah. am I so uh, intensely uh, feeling all these feelings? It doesn't matter. Credit card debt? Yeah. Oh, God, exactly. Credit card debt. Yeah. So it's, I want to like, uh, I just. So then what's the first step in that process for you? Well, today it was inviting you over to my house. I was Perfect. like, I was like, you. Email me perfectly the right time. Come over do you right feel a bit now. More energized? Yes, I do Amazing. completely because I was like, I'm shaking my life up. Yeah, I'm yeah. not just like s- sitting. That's here. the thing. And Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this. If we play out the same pattern over and over again, we cannot create space for the extraordinary to occur. Yeah. So if you feel stuck, 
Walk on the other side of the road than the side that you usually walk on. Drive down a different road than you would usually take. Eat lunch somewhere else. Somewhere different and new. Just shake it up. Yeah. Do something different. Go for a swim if you haven't been for a swim for a while. Luckily, that stuff's cheap. Yeah. Where can I go swimming? I'm sure there's a pool around oh, here. Oh, God, please. Where is there a pool? <laughs> Does my benefactor have a pool? <laughs> I'm based in Los Angeles. Just hop a fence. Hello, we got to hop a fence. Sh- hey, shake fuck it, it up. Fuck it, I'll rob a bank. I'll rob a bank. <laughs> have you seen a movie called uh, The Old Man and the Gun? No. Oh, it's so beautiful. Actually, one of the, my, uh, it's a really good friend of mine and he, uh, a previous guest on the Love Alexi podcast. His name is David Lowry. Mm. He wrote it. He directed it. It stars uh, Sissy Spacek and Robert Redford and uh, I think Tom Waits and Danny Glover. Am I saying? Anyway, um, but uh, it's about a bank robber and it's like he doesn't really need to be doing it, but it's like his calling and it makes him happy. And so it's, it's his purpose. He it's found his purpose. purpose. So it's about... And then I got to respect that. You got to respect that. And it's kind of about like, you know, what is your happiness and you have to live your life according to like, it's like art, you know, you got to do what you need to do. And it's, yeah. like, it's this movie is a beautiful meditation on like on like what gives, what fuels you, what gives you meaning, what brings you happiness and how, you know, even if everybody else think it's, thinks it's crazy and it's not for everyone else, you know, you got this one life or whatever. Totally. Happens. And there so, are no rules. And there are no rules. There, I say there are seven and a half billion ways that you can play out your life pattern or there are seven and a half billion ways that you can live your life because that's how many of us human beings there are. Yeah. I have, I think that's probably infinite in actual fact. I think I need to shake it up for real. You do. I'm you really, really do. And it's baby steps. Baby it's steps. About shifting energy. I fully rob a bank tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. Okay. Disclaimer. <laughs> okay. So we got the meditation. We got shaking it up, dancing, gratitude list, 7 a.m. wake up. That's it. Make up time for writing. If that's all that it is. Perfect. Great first day to start. Zoom out and start really thinking like, how am I going to get the poor, like money flowing into my life? Like yep. really look at it like it's like I'm a character in a movie and like, totally. how are we going to fucking solve this? And you don't know the solution. You're not going to know the solution tomorrow. Okay. And that's perfectly fine. Okay. Okay. And this is it. Like we're so quick to like want to jump to solutions. Just let tomorrow be like a, I'm just going to explore day. Okay. I'm just going to explore. I'm going to go back to basics. All right. God, well, what else do we need to know? Tell tell me and my listeners any, everything, anything, everything else we need to know about you, what you want them to know. Where to, again, for the third time, I'll say where to find you. I will have already said that in the intro, but tell us again. We want to get to you. Awesome. So once again, for get your pen and paper ready. Do it, people. <laughs> Put it in your iPhone. Um, so my name is spelled L-O-R-E-N-T-R-L-I-N. And so luckily... Everywhere when you Googles me, mm-hmm. search engine, search me, mm-hmm. you will find me under that name. And um, I would love people to check out my meditation series, my manifestation meditation series that I've just released. If they're looking for the first step in being guided through stepping into their true self, unlocking their purpose, uh, figuring out what to do with their business. And then um, I do a lot of work around talking about the universe and manifestation and life purpose. And then on the other side, I love working with creative and online entrepreneurs that want to scale their business. So I find that the combination of all that stuff is my zone of genius, um, the intersection of that. And yeah, and I always love just meeting people, having conversations like this, sharing energy, exchanging stories and ideas so people can always feel free to reach out to me. Well, I'm so glad you came on the show. It's been my pleasure. And I hope I didn't scare you by being too honest about me and my feelings. There is no such thing. Excuse me. I'm a coach. I always say to my clients, 
There is nothing you can say that will surprise me or scare me. Okay. Sorry, I didn't grief bust you tonight, but uh, we could do another night. A grief bust me? Yeah. Oh, what's what's that? That was the ice scrambly thing I was going to do. Oh, well, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. Yeah. But then also, uh, going real quick, just to say, me being so like transparent and oversharey and telling you about like the darkest, deepest, whatever I've been experiencing just in the last few days, mm. which will pass, but uh, and has going back to like TED Talks and my purpose and blah, blah, I I like to use, I feel like my purpose is to use myself as like, like I'll say it all. I'll say the shit that somebody else would be like, whoa, she's saying that on a podcast for who knows who's listening to that, like all over the world. Like, oh my God, or that's crazy. Like I would never do that. Or another person is like, Oh my God, I can't believe she said that. That's so good. I would never say that, but it makes me feel less alone. Like I will be the vessel to say all the embarrassing, shameful, scary, sad, desperate, happy, whatever stuff, because it makes me feel less alone. And then maybe it'll make whoever I'm telling it to or hearing it feel less alone and seen and understood and whatever. So I think that's an incredible gift of yours and you shouldn't underestimate the power in that. So you're one of those people that sets the path um, and lights the path for others to acknowledge their own darkness. We've all been through our shit. I love to talk openly about my experiences because we're all humans. That's the one common denominator that we have. And we can pretend we haven't experienced the same stuff, but we've experienced the same shade of that thing. So I think it's incredible what you're doing. Thank you. And that's how we, we heal ourselves, right? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land this plane and say thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you again. Yeah, on this exciting uh, spur of the moment nighttime podcast. I gotta yeah. do more of these. A new chapter, new energy coming through. It's exciting. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.